0: One Dave and Jeff it is July 19th 2021.
1: Pretty crazy that it's almost August, Dave. Like <laughs> it's weird,
0: right? It goes right everything goes by faster and faster the older we get.
1: Yeah, cuz I'm on vacation with my kids next week. So Are you? We'll, yeah, well um we'll have to figure out the show schedule. Are you going anywhere? No, cuz they have he looks football practice every day. Good deal. So maybe I'll try to get down here when they're at football practice, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, um but you go like I'm on vacation, and then it's basically two weeks from yesterday. It's August first. Yeah. Holy shit! Right? <laughs> Crazy.
0: But uh do you have to take vacation time? Like, are, no, are you one of those where, where you can my stack sick it? Time. Oh, I have you do. To
1: use our sick time. So we get forty hours of sick time, and then right now I think. Um, Let's you see. never
0: get sick. Well, this year you got COVID, but did they count that one against you?
1: Uh, no, they were great. Um, But just taking care of stuff after the car, doing all that. <laughs> I think I get three weeks of vacation every year.
0: That's pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah. funny so about basically a month. You and I always got sick time in radio. We, You and I hardly ever took a day off. Right. Ever. And I remember Mason in Ireland used to tell me all the time, you, you got to take it. Just take it. But then at the same time, we're like, dude, we get judged every day in ratings that you don't want someone else filling in and fucking up the show.
1: No, I like it with the guys on my team, the guys that uh, work for us. They're really good. Like, they only take sick time if they need it. Like, I'm not worried. I mean, you're expected to be there. Every day, it's the same mentality. I, I expected those guys what we were expected of in radio, which is... You're there at six o'clock or the show doesn't go on. So these guys are all there at eight or you're letting the team down.
0: Do you ever have like a slow period, like the last two weeks of the year? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, Christmas yeah. and big time. You guys ever look at each other and go, hey, this time it's your turn to use your sick days.
1: No, everybody's done. I okay. only have as, as we go into, as we're going to August, I got four guys on my team. And then for me, I'm the fifth. So I'm out, uh, my buddy, Nick. Is out. My buddy Mike is out. Uh, my buddy Jimmy Hughes, Patreon subscriber, has two hours left, and then uh, <laughs> and then my buddy uh, Jason Hernandez, Raiders fan, has twelve hours. Nice. So yeah, everybody's and into uh, no because I got hosed last year. We had a couple of crazy things that happened. We were short staffed and down the stretch. Like uh, my guy Jimmy Hughes had like thirty hours that I had to try to get. Scheduled when it was only me and him, they're an incredibly busy time. But I wanted to make sure he got his hours, so yeah, we got it done. But no, anybody from a management standpoint will tell you that's the thing you're always looking at is accrue your vacation time, which is fine. Um, but get rid of your sick time.
0: You know, it's funny, is in Europe, in the month of August, people take the month off, it's been that way in Europe forever. But in reality, come on, let's be honest here. In the United States, from Thanksgiving to the end of the year, we're taking that time off. I mean, how productive are most people in their jobs? Be honest.
1: I think this year it'll be much different for us because of everything when you're in a retail industry. And especially because so much of what we do is built around sports and the NHL. Like life was so crazy, right? The yeah. NHL schedule got canceled and it came back. It was a shortened schedule this year, so for us, on a production standpoint, like things are kind of wild. So I know what you mean. Usually it's pretty mellow, but for us, um, December
0: this year I think
1: will be really, really busy.
0: So okay, I got a question for you. As you mm-hmm. said, it you have a team. You're basically with you. It's five guys. Uh huh. Okay. You're uh, am I right when I say you're the guy that kind of overlooks the team? Correct.
1: I'm the supervisor.
0: So you aren't letting guys fuck off like i know you you aren't gonna let right. guys show up and say hey you you're working you aren't gonna sit there and pull up youtube videos and not do shit right you know
1: yeah guys get called out
0: yeah well and, and i'm sure with you i've worked with you for years so i know you wouldn't stand for it you wouldn't right. let, they wouldn't try it with you
1: no they're good but they're great but i love
0: the guys i got you but i'm saying most jobs do you think most people when they're hired how long does it take for them to figure out where they can select
1: um you know, the thing is, Dave, for me, for my team, what I try to do is remind those guys every day how appreciative I am to have them on my team. But it's a short leash. Like, like guys start fucking off, I call them on it. Like, we had a situation today, a guy got called on it. You have to. But a lot of times what I tried to do was, probably when I first started, is I called them on it. Now I try to make it more of a teaching moment. Because I feel like that's much more productive. So the whole team sees it the mistake but i don't i don't really want to do anything that's going to embarrass anybody i don't want to do anything because no because And they, I'm laughing
0: because nobody can embarrass somebody worse than you yeah, like you but, can make it really bad if you want to but
1: but the thing is if i do that then it's going to impact him tomorrow yeah but and it might then there's the other guys to,
0: Hey, you guys won't fuck off you just saw how i embarrassed the shit <laughs> yeah, out of this no. guy no i don't i don't want to do that for any of them
1: so what i what i started doing is is using it as teaching yeah Occasionally guys gotta get, you know, chewed out, but it, it doesn't happen that often. It's a really, really I've been incredibly fortunate. The guys that we've had on our team have been really great. And and especially in the COVID time, when jobs are open, we got we got an opening right now on my team. Um it, it's just people are not applying for jobs, yeah. right? Different things go on. But man, the guys that I've had, the new guys that have come in, oh they're great. And, and I'm not saying that because my buddy Nick Rogers, who was in D.C. on Saturday, uh, my, my, our new buddy Corey, um, subscribers, dude, Nick was on my team, loved him. Jimmy Hughes on my team, love him. Dude, these guys, yeah, they, the really good thing is what I like, Dave, is we all, I feel like our friends outside of the building yeah. And uh, they know they're respected, and and we, we pretty much demand it back. But it, it's a really, really good group. They work really hard for me.
0: Okay, so is there a boss that you've had in the past that you say, I'm like that boss because I appreciated the way that person managed? Oh, or I are think you Dave
1: Sniff guy? would probably be. Dave are, Sniff, are you
0: more of a Dave Sniff guy?
1: Dave Sniff, Aaron Creasy, you know, those yeah. guys, those guys were great. Yeah, I mean. And and the thing is, I think anybody, right? Like Al Taylor, Dan Williams would tell you, Brian Curry would tell you, I think Flukes would tell you, Sean Walcheff would tell you, any of those guys that have people, man, they don't they don't know us anything. They don't they don't they don't know us anything. Um,
0: Who's the toughest guy out of the guys you just mentioned? Like you don't want to fuck off in front of those guys. I'm going Alan Taylor.
1: Oh yeah, BC's a big kid.
0: No, I understand, but you know what I'm saying. Like the like you look at Alan Taylor's position of guys that work for him right. are doing physical labor and their deadlines.
1: Yeah.
0: I could see Alan just taking a guy by the scruff of his neck and putting his what head time? in the pool, just holding his head under the water.
1: Yeah. If, if I have to put this beer down and it gets warm out here, your ass is grass, buddy. I'm the lawnmower. Your ass is grass. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm really, really lucky because I, I talked to other buddies that are in management. They just got guys that flake. Oh, shit, man. Dudes, dudes that I've had in the past. Connor, Pat, Nick. Dude, just studs. And then the the team I got right now with, with Mike and Nick and Jason and Jimmy. Fucking champs, man. Love these dudes. They're
0: great. Yeah, no, it's really good. You know. I, oh, I know. You've had coaches. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I have a, have a friend of mine who does kind of what you do. But has, has, no offense, has a bigger team that they have to worry about. Yeah. And... They had a situation where I called and said, hey, how you doing today? And they're like, you wouldn't believe it. They missed the chain of command. Instead of going to them, they went to their boss oh, to make okay. it look like, hey, they don't know what the fuck they're doing down here or things are, are off the hook. And yeah. once you do that, you kind of lose that trust of saying, hey, you fucked me.
1: Well, I'm lucky in that I had two guys in in my buddy Connor and, and Jimmy that had been great. And, and my boss, Chris Carlin, and I, Really trust these dudes, so they they run a pretty tight ship, man. Like they the he'll they'll keep the new guys. But I mean, it doesn't. The new guys caught on so quick in insanely challenging times. Oh, we, yeah, it's great. Now, our team really work. They work well together. They all get along. But yeah, it could be. It's crazy. And yeah. and the funny thing is, Dave, when when you're interviewing for new people, I'm always wondering, like, because the guys that I currently have are looking to me and looking to Carlin going, look, man, you better get the right guy here, okay? Like, okay. we have a certain expectation. I'm like, and then my head, I'm like, well, I got you. <laughs> Found you. And that's the fun thing is telling them all about the day they came in for their interviews. Yeah. They all had their nice press shirt and tie, all nervous coming in. Yeah, but I like it, man. It's, you're, you're looking to make sure you're going to blend in personality-wise with the guys. You're gonna, You're going to pull your weight. Um. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Are you a tough interviewer? Like when you when you ask these questions, are you you hard ass or you think you're no? I, your I'll tell you this, so,
1: boy. If anybody's interviewing for jobs, I I tell you what, you lose me immediately if you don't have one question to ask me. Like, hey, what questions do you have? Yeah, I'm like that. Yeah, all right. Well, we don't validate because we don't charge for parking. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Um, what I always tell people is all you have to ask is one question. If you're interviewing, ask one question is which is what do you think my biggest challenge would be in this role? Ask that. What do you think my biggest challenge would be? And then your boss is like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And then no a little background on the company. Yeah. I mean, we've had people come in. Have no idea. No clue. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here!
0: How quick do you know? Like Sean Walchef tells me, he knows within two seconds if he's hiring somebody or not hiring him.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. That might be different for bar and restaurant. We 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 got. Uh, no, you want to give them a chance, right? Because they're coming in, and I don't know what their day's been like. The whole thing. Usually, it's it's what people always forget when you're going into an interview. Yeah, is I remember Dave. I remember a bunch of different interviews. It's all I thought about that day. It's all I thought about probably the day before, right? Different kind of things and making sure everything's checked. And you forget that the guy who's sitting across from you has probably done 30 things already that day, none of which uh, involve your interview. Yeah. So it's, it's not, we're not going into it at the same level of preparation. So you better shine because I know it. And as long as you know, hey, you've probably been doing a lot. So let me, let me grab your attention. Um, yeah, if you do that, it's really good. But I think, Dave, the thing is for us, we just want guys that are engaging. If you're engaging, if you're, if you're fun, we could teach you the job. I'm not worried about that. We just want to know what you're like personality-wise.
0: You know, it's funny. I always think, and I imagine you're in the same boat, that whenever I am interviewed that I do, I, I kill it because you and I yeah. speak for a living. Right. This is where you and I are going to shine yeah. more than anything else. We're able to speak yeah. and and knock it out of the park. Where a lot of people they panic when it's time to speak.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I need you to speak because yeah. you're dealing with big time. You know, all of our people that support our company. Yeah, you're 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 the 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 mouthpiece. So, yeah. but I'm really I, I like I said, we've had in my five just under five years there. I probably had eight guys, um, the only guy that was probably not that best, not the best communicator, really, really good dude, really, really tried hard. He just, he tried really hard. So, um, no, he, he's no longer with the company, but a great dude and uh, appreciate everything he did. I We've never really had a guy that I could think of. We've never had a guy on our team where you go, oh. Yeah, he, he was a fuck-up.
0: Yeah, that's good. No, it,
1: it's good, and it's it's a credit to the other dudes, too, because they'll they call you out on your bullshit, which is pretty funny.
0: That's <laughs> pretty funny. You mentioned for a quick second, obviously, the biggest story in San Diego over the last few days, even though it wasn't in San Diego, mm-hmm. was what happened in D.C. Man, with, with the man. shooting.
1: Yeah, terrible. My, and my buddy, how about this? My buddy Nick Rogers. Yeah. Uh, living in North Carolina. Uh, reaches out to me on Saturday because he's a Padre fan. There's a Padre Facebook group. And he said, hey, man, I met a guy, Corey, used to do local radio in San Diego, and and now he's out here in North Carolina. He knows the show. We're driving to D.C. for the game. Could we give you a call? I go, oh, my God, that'd be great. I had the best time, Dave, talking to these guys for 15, 20 minutes, just chatting about Padre baseball and Some of the things, you know, how the the road took them to North Carolina. And I said, so tell me. They're like, oh, man, we're so excited. We're going to see the Padres tonight. We're staying over. We're going to go to the game tomorrow. I go, man, it's a blast. So I said, hey, send me pictures. So Nick had sent me uh, earlier in the night probably four pictures, Padre fans, different things, the whole deal. And then um, I got a text message, just like I was saying, from my pal Jimmy Hughes. And Jimmy said, what the hell's going on with the Padre game? So I thought he's meaning like offense or something game-related. So i not paying attention to what's going on. i take a picture from where you and I were. You and I are 12 rows behind home plate at the Angel game thanked to BK Rich living the life. I go, dude, how do I know? I'm at the Angel game. Well, then you start hearing it. And as scary as it was, it was incredibly scary for me because... A great friend of mine is there. John Conniff was there. Our buddy John Conniff had texted me in the day and said he was heading to the games. I think John may have gone Friday night. Um, But now, of course, AC and all that, but Conniff and Nick I talk to all the time. And now I got buddies in that building. And Corey, who I just met and seemed like a really good guy. And then it got really kind of wild
0: and you and I we couldn't we didn't know I mean I'm sure the people watching on television you didn't know the shots were inside outside you didn't know what was going on I'm as Jeff says we're at the angel game I'm getting text messages from people saying did you hear about the shooting at the Padre game terrible and you're going wow you know and then you you go home and you you listen and you try and figure out and you can hear from the through the nationals broadcast you could hear the shots you know and you're going man this is is something else there's so many different things uh, on it one is i'll tell you i mean i know politically it's not great what people are going to say especially being in San Diego. i'm not a gun guy never have been you know my dad was a gun guy you know we had guns in the house when i was a kid growing up i'm just not a, a gun guy i've never gone out hunting that's not my thing yeah. i'm not a guy that basically deals with guns maybe as i get older when i feel i can't take care of myself i'll i'll be a gun guy but as of right now i'm not a gun guy yeah we've got a major issue with guns yeah. and, and we, unfortunately we have Situations we talked about it on the show just last week. We avoided a major disaster in Denver a week ago. Yeah, and you sit there and you are going, man. It's a sporting event. Going to an All Star game or going to um, see the the Padres and the Nationals, and for the people there, you get to see Tatis and Soto on the field. And imagine if you're a kid and you're going, this is going to be great to the youngest players in baseball. Yeah, but Machado, that,
1: Trey Turner, Ma- Machado, I mean, yeah. absolutely.
0: But I'm just saying, if I'm a kid and I'm going, why am I excited about this game? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to see Tatis. How often does Tatis come here? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Machado, of course, playing in Baltimore, not far away and and making his bones and and people knowing who Manny's coming back to town and everything else. There's a reason to be excited. You and I talk about this all the time. When you're a kid and you know you're going in advance, you throw those tickets up on the refrigerator with a magnet and you're counting the days down to go. Last thing you think about as a kid is there's going to be gunshots. Yeah. And so it's it's a terrible experience. There's that one girl that was interviewed said, oh. I was calm because this is my second shooting. She eight was eight years, years old. Eight. And you're going, wait a second. Before the pandemic, if people remember, there was a school shooting going on every three weeks. Yeah, I'm just not a gun guy. And that, when I'm watching them, I'm very frustrated because you talk about the innocence of youth and everything that went down. And uh, I'm not trying to make a political statement. I'm just saying it fucking sucks. And um, I'm so burnt out on situations like this and hearing these stories that we shouldn't be hearing
1: uh it's crazy though because if you look at twitter our friend marie cornell yeah cornell reports this morning you wake up and and there's another you know somebody getting shot in the gas lamp last night and you look at you and i came out of the big a we had big a on saturday and by the way man the angels I told you, I got completely fucked over by Vivid Seeds. Vivid Seeds is the biggest bullshit company. Fuck those guys. Don't ever give them a dime <laughs> of your money. They're the biggest fucking weasels. But, uh, but I hadn't been to the Big A in two years. But you come out, David, and it's that massive parking lot. And you forget that there are a lot of ballparks. Washington, Coors Field, uh, Petco, Target Field. That are dropped right in the middle of downtown. And so my initial thing was I started thinking, I'm like, well, how far away is it? Well, then you start thinking and you go, if you're thinking from Petco Park, if you go out the Hall of Fame gate, you're you're right downtown, whatever that is, ninth, 8th. Like you're right downtown. There's bars there. There's cars. There's parking. So whatever the story was, and then you start hearing people, God. They brought up things I had never thought of, and now it rattles you when you start realizing when you're sitting at Petco Park, people drew comparisons between how we sit at those games and what we experienced in Las Vegas a couple of years ago when the country concert was going on, and the guy was in the Mandalay Bay and just started shooting.
0: Yeah.
1: And you go, never thought of that. You just feel safe, secure, Because you go, well, I come through when there's metal detectors. Well, okay, the building's around you. And then I saw a thing that I had never known. That they said that for that reason, there are snipers positioned within Petco Park. Did you know that? I had no idea. And so we were talking about that today. I go, man, like, world we live in, I wouldn't have have thought of that. And uh, a guy that I work with, we said, uh, you know, you never see those guys. And my buddy who's retired law enforcement goes, if you saw them, they're not doing their job. Yeah. So there's a handful every night that are there protecting the crowd. But look, man, I I don't live my life scared. No, I I don't either. You just, you have to go out. And I'm a believer when it's your time, it's your time. But that deal the other night, I mean, the national, other than the nationals, I I'm staying at my kids. I'm house sitting for another week. They have YouTube TV, so I can't see the games. I happened to record that game hoping to see Nick and Corey. So it's a one Padre game that I've recorded in the last month. And, uh, other than the nationals telling everybody, ladies and gentlemen, there's a shooting, please leave the stadium. Hey, fuck you. You fucking leave the stadium. Um, And then they told you, hey, everybody stay in. But I don't know what the Nationals couldn't have done anything different. It's outside the building.
0: Yeah. And at the time, though, when you're watching the people, how they're reacting, the people being interviewed, as I said, they heard the shots. They just didn't know if it was inside or outside the stadium the way it was going down. Um, I tell you what, I was thinking of, and again, I'll be careful what I say. I'm not taking a, I'm not sitting there going after Machado or Tatis. And those guys, I understand, you get your family in the dugout, you do everything else. I, in my mind, Jeff, that's exactly what I would do. Like anyone that's not concerned about their family that's at the game and saying, what can I do to protect my family? That's yeah. the most important thing. I was thinking the people that I was really impressed with were the ushers because the ushers can't go. And the ushers got to keep everything right. basically in order so there's not people getting trampled and everything else. The ushers, you don't know what, what's happening. For those ushers at the Nationals uh, ballpark – did an outstanding job. And and look, again, I understand we want to call heroes to our guys wearing Padre uniforms great for what they did, but I'm looking at those ushers who make jack shit who those guys didn't go running for their lives. You're watching them keep the crowd in yeah. control so there wasn't a major catastrophe of just to trample people all over the place. The
1: thing that I loved about Tatis Machado and Will Myers, Will Myers deserves credit too, is Tatis didn't have family there. He didn't have family there. He went looking for Padre family members. Yeah. And then, and to the best of my knowledge, I don't get the UT anymore. I used to, and, and I don't get it. So I didn't see the game story. And like I said, you and I were, were up at the Angels. So a lot of what I got was way down the line. But Dave, at a certain point, guys just make the decision to go do the right thing. And those guys did the right thing. Like, they're being ushered. Right, like everybody's being ushered, I'm sure, into the clubhouse, stay safe, the whole deal. And those guys elected not to and went to start, and it started with family members, and then it went to anybody who was close, Nationals, fans, whatever, get in here. And that one video, I think Jimmy Russell put it, where you could see Tatis was the one guy sprinting down and opens the gate and is funneling people in. Dude, for a kid that age to be that mentally alert and then Machado jumping in and Myers jumping in, like uh I, I was watching just the coverage. You go, that's pretty cool. Now, I don't know what was going on on the national side. I'm they were sure, doing the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure guys over there were doing the same thing. But you like it, and it's it's guys that uh, – I, I tell you, man, those those guys, especially Machado and Tatis and, and Myers, to a certain extent too. There was already a love affair. I feel like between the players and the city, and the city and those players, that was pretty cool, man.
0: That was pretty I, cool. I, again, I, not not I'm not taking a, a cheap shot at these guys. It is my thing is I can't imagine doing anything else in my mind. I don't I can't know what imagine they're being anything told anything though. You I'm know just that, saying it's yeah. like we're so quick to blow everybody and tell them you're a hero and i got it they, it was a heroic act but let's take it easy schindler okay calm down a second here easy all right that's exactly you easy you easy. i'm just saying rely everyone made it sound like the national guys were in their cars and driving fucking nope. out of there the nationals did that. the same fucking thing and i'm watching all these these guys and you i'm do, who dismiss
1: uh, anything the nationals dude, did not I didn't uh, see that
0: nothing from the nationals for guys who follow the pots and i go wait a second i wanted to hear the story from both sides so I went and looked it up. The same thing happened on their dugout too. Well, that's good. The national players were like, hey, our wives and kids are here. Let's get them safe too. Okay, but, it was, but that it's doesn't always, diminish what the Padres did. My point is this. The guys who, to me, the natural thing is to do what happened. The matter of time that, and Tatis who really, as you said, had no family members mm-hmm. in the crowd was the first one you saw shooting down there and getting as many kids in as you could. That, to me, was the most selfless thing going, Okay when i'm watching the guys talk here in the media i think i always feel man it's it's always an example of what can i do to get in good instead of just saying hey what's the situation read it, read it fair because both sides did heroic acts
1: well again you may uh, you're uh, to me you're missing the point no i'm not I, I, i'm well, saying
0: soto and those other guys were doing the same zimmerman was doing the same thing all those oh, guys great. in the nationals are but there's it doesn't go that way but it's I, like both sides major league baseball players were doing the right thing the right thing okay but not Great. saying, oh, only the, the Padre guys are wearing capes. Calm down a second.
1: I, I didn't see anybody.
0: Can you name any national players? Because, no, you can't.
1: No, but I also didn't see any footage. And, and not saying they didn't do it, but you're seeing the film of the Padre guys going down.
0: From the, only from the Padre side is what sure. I'm saying. Where Major League Baseball, again, where they always miss the mark, our guys stepped up. In a crisis, our guys in uniform stepped up on both sides. Well,
1: I think going back, the point that you actually made that was good was a lot of people stepped up. But we have no idea what was being said in that dugout from police, security, anybody else, probably trying to usher those guys away like you would think in any situation they're going to be ushered away. And so Machado, Myers, Tatis for the Padres, made the decision to go out, I have not seen. Who were the guys that they singled out from the Nationals?
0: Soto, Zimmerman. Um, there are about seven guys they named.
1: Good for those. But, but
0: that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they, there are a lot of guys that did the right thing. So, okay. I, I, again, I don't want to say it's focused on only one team did the right thing. There are guys who make a lot of money, had a lot to lose, who did the right thing. Good. And yeah. that, But I'm saying, I, I look at the tweets, especially the guys in the media, where I think – They tweet out just to get on the good side instead of saying, tell the whole story. You guys are news guys. You guys are facts guys. You and I are opinion guys.
1: But I didn't see, I have not seen the tape. And the weird thing is, from what I've read, and I'll have a much better opinion of it after seeing it, uh, apparently Bally's sports cut away and went to tennis and got away from the story. So Don wasn't on to be able to now, Don, it would have been tough of,
0: for Don. Don's here too. I mean, yeah. it's hard for him I mean, to actually and, tell an accurate story.
1: And Agler's here. Everybody's here, right? Yep. But I don't know what was shown or not. But yeah, nobody's nobody's diminishing anything. Like you said, the ushers or anybody else. But I think when they're showing San Diego guys that are on the road going down and helping people, I think that's cool. It doesn't I, I, mean that I, they're.
0: I, I agree. 100%. It's cool yeah that, uh, i'm that. not i'm not saying it's not cool what they're doing i'm saying that the police officers the ushers the nationals the potters everybody played a part stepped in, up. in stepping up yeah that's fine but here it always seems like it's an angle and maybe it's just me being a cynic with the media guys in this town yeah, I, don't, seemed, I think that's dude, a reach oh, I, I tell you what i'll stand by that one i sit there and i'm looking at guys and who give me a guy ben higgins what'd he do I sent you a a screenshot yesterday of what he did. Oh, his whole thing about Tingler? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? But he's not the only one. I just threw Ben out because he's the first one that came to mind. Canapa did the same thing. But a lot of guys, Canapa Canapa has nothing to gain. Canapa doesn't care if he has any fucking friends anyway.
1: Canapa on Friday when it's up 24 calling in an assault on the Capitol. (laughs) Yeah. He's got bigger issues.
0: Did it go over well with a lot of people?
1: Listen, Ben's a good dude. I his whole, his whole uh, you know speech about Jace Tingler because Tingler got choked up. I thought it was cool. that Tingler, Tingler's guys. I
0: didn't see. I didn't see Jace running down there pulling people out of the crowd.
1: Jace was choking dudes out, and he'll choke you out too. Smart guy. Fucking have fun. Jace Trying comes running out there with
0: the things on that he wears in his tanning bed. Yeah, I can't see. Who am I bringing in? Yeah.
1: Have fun explaining to everybody how you just wet your pants when fucking Jace chokes you out, you
0: big bitch. Dude, Jace couldn't reach me.
1: He's 5'2". He's got no fucking problems <laughs> taking you out. not reach
0: my neck. He'd
1: fucking take you out with his cleats on.
0: fucking turf thinking shoes. he coaches and cleats.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, the Ben thing was weird to me. Like, I just, like, I, I got to write a, a four-part thing
0: as to why I now accept... How many parts did you read?
1: I'll fucking exactly. half a one. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, dude? Twitter's so fucked up, dude. Right I'm now. with you because I'm so sick of seeing everything that everybody likes. Like, what happened to just giving me the news feed of people I follow? There's more bullshit other than Herm of people <laughs> shit that they like. I'm with that, hundred percent. Other than Herm, I like that. That's been a, a yay for me. But all this bullshit of what you might now be interested in, and just this three-page speech about why Jace is such a hero. Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching in the emotion of the night. Probably was pretty crazy, right? You're afraid yeah. of what's going on. I get all that. I, I don't think I've ever felt the need to write a a three-part tweet appreciative of anybody. Guys, don't give a fuck. I just don't. Like, fuck. I, I'm sure Jace, the flight to Atlanta went a lot easier knowing that Ben finally signed off on
0: it. <laughs> Is that what he's been waiting for? If I could get no. Higgins to sign off on I it. I
1: just, I don't, I don't, listen, man. I, and like I said, I, I just don't get, and, and Ben's just one example of it. They're, That's what I
0: mean. He's one example.
1: And he's, and Ben's great. Like, but Ben, who gives a fuck what you think? about Tingler. Like uh, really, who gives a fuck? Like if you go, "Hey man, that was really cool by Tingler. Wow. Pretty wild. You don't see that often from Major." You go, "Yeah, that's cool. I agree with you, Ben. That was pretty wild." Part 2. Fuck. Part 2. Fuck. Just trying to catch a cab. Hang on. Part 3. Fuck. Seriously? <laughs>
0: You ever write a three-part? Did I never have in my whole life?
1: You ever write one? I'm gonna fucking come in here and bludgeon you. I can barely like, write bo- one with that mistake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bludgeon you like your Bob Go Crane. Ahead. I like your Bob it. Crane. I deserve it. Do it. They're gonna find you in a Red Roof Inn oh, I- in Yuma, like they found Bob Crane, that fucking creeper. Where that fucking pervert. I oh, <laughs> remember that guy. That's how they're gonna find you. Just... This with a Super 8 Beta camera next to (laughs) your smashed in
2: forehead. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I
0: tell you, the guy—the guy who fucking made me laugh was Paul. Paul's like, man, he says, Manny's a hero, and if I hear one more person take a shot at Manny, saying that he doesn't do this and doesn't do that, and then the Nationals guy yesterday. Manny rarely right there. He just hustled like shot. Oh, you can fuck off. <laughs> He's so pissed <laughs> off that less than 24 hours later, the natural yeah. guy has no time for Manny and his hustle bullshit.
2: Oh I my think God.
1: Uh, Manny to me. Listen, here's the other thing, too. I don't know why we're so fucking needy in this town to convince everybody else that Manny's worth the dough.
0: I, you know, Canapa made a really good point. I know you don't uh, you don't get the Tribune anymore, but Canapa said yesterday said um, Manny's the most hated Padre. And he goes, it took us a long time yeah. to get a hated guy. And I couldn't agree more. It's yeah. not bad to have a hated guy. You and I are Raider I fans. It, we know. Think, it's not bad.
1: I think it's great. I do but, too. But to me, like, the most hated Padre is probably Hosmer. And then all these fucking. By do
0: own fan base. I'm saying on a national level, everybody yeah. hates Manny just because they hate Manny.
1: I don't hate Hosmer. I just hate all the people that... Hey, you know, Hosmer's hitting 320 in his last uh, four b- appearances. So all you guys are on is dick. <laughs> fuck off. Hey, you fuck off. How about you fuck off, dipshit? Hosmer fan 123. <laughs> yeah, where are all you guys now? You see his OPS? 821 <laughs> since yesterday? Since now yesterday. What? That's,
0: that's, you know what? This is where being with you all these years has backfired on me. Anytime... I hear your voice in my head all the time. Yeah. People, hey, have a nice day. Don't tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I fuck immediately off. turned into an asshole being with you all the time.
1: Good. Yeah, I just, I, that's the thing. And these guys show up and I'm like, on Twitter, who is this asshole? Why do I have to see this fucking guy? Oh, because H.J. Uh, uh, Preller liked it. Well, I like H.J. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who these assholes are. Oh, who is who's more annoying right now? Go ahead. The guys answer. that had uh, Hosmer's back the whole time? Yeah. Or the guys who had FAM's back the whole time?
0: Oh, my God. It's the is Hosmer it, is, guys because the Hosmer guys, you're 100% right. Have you seen it the last day or two days? And then you look at FAM, at least FAM has two months to hang a resume on. Holy fam's shit, Hosmer great. just got here.
1: Yeah, FAM's been great. But just, oh. Yeah, I haven't seen much talking anymore about fam. I've had his back the whole time. Well, good for you. What's that fucking get you? It save you any money on gas? Well, no, but does it get you a better parking spot at the mall? You fucking douche. Nobody gives a fuck. That you. And you know who gives the least of all fucks? Fam and Hosmer
2: themselves.
0: I guarantee you. Why do you tell people that? You just crush them. I guarantee you. All those guys hey, I call coach, you just crushed them.
1: Hey, Tommy, uh, I have this binder of rookie cards. Could you sign these? And while you saying you know what? I always had your back, Tommy. Oh, hey, Eric. Hey, Haas. Hey, when all these guys were talking on social media, I wouldn't stand for it. I wouldn't stand for it. <laughs> stand for it. <laughs> well, great. Good for you. Back up. Smell like jelly. Back up. You signed my shirt? Yeah, sign right there. Right below Glenn Dishman. <laughs> I had his back too. Back. And Kevin Correa. And Brenda Villa Fuarte. All these guys. Fuck. Biggest bunch of self serving fuckheads I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Nobody gives a shit. God, you're just talking into the fucking wind. And Twitter takes a guy like me who's done so much for so many and fucking ruins my day because I got to read this meaningless shit. I'm just trying to see who's going in the fucking expansion draft. But no, I got to read every fuckhead in town. He's got to tell me, you know what, fuckhead? Do you have Snell's back right now? I don't exactly. see you bragging about that. Oh my! I gosh. do. Oh I'm loyal gosh. to Snell, Dave. <laughs> You're
0: loyal to Snell. Did you see a boy Barry Bloom get screamed at today? Yeah, I was thinking about you. We were just talking about, about the right? playoffs. Yeah, What is he's like, you're facing a one one game wild card. Yeah, he goes. If someone wrote in there. Hopefully, Snell will come through in the playoffs. And Barry's like, playoffs. <laughs> Why is it so hard for people to just be realistic right now? Like
1: the bullpen, the back end at the game you should have won. Unfortunately, yes. those kind of games you should have won yesterday. And Pagan and uh, Melanson, right? Fuck. Questions (laughs) about both these guys. Question. I mean, now you're hearing rumors of Kimbrel coming back here, which is pretty wild, right?
0: That'd be something else.
1: If you have The Athletic, if you subscribe to The Athletic tonight, posted probably within the last two hours, uh, Jim Bowden and Dennis Lynn did a handful of trade proposals, guys that they should go out and get or guys that they should – pursue and the first one there is a trade proposal for kyle gibson and joey Gallo. okay and included in the deal the the proposal is robert house the third oh and jim bone said absolutely not said absolutely not if i am aj preller i stick to the guns and cj abrams mackenzie gore and Robert Hassel are one hundred percent off the block. And but they talk about different deals, Dave, as far as Zach Davies and Kimbrel Kimbrell and uh I'm trying to think of who else was in there. Gallo, I talked about a couple other Any other pitchers? Yeah, Danny Duffy. Oh boy. You I mean oh boy. Fucking lights out. Lights out Duffy. Uh, no fluffy Duffy. Yeah, you, know, you won't buy tickets for his first night? No,
0: no, I'm not buying a jersey, no. You should, uh, yeah, there will be a guy who buys a
1: Duffy fuck jersey. yeah,
0: there will be. There'll be, a guy. <laughs> by the way, I didn't even talk to you about this the other night. When you and I were at the Angels game, there's a guy in front of us wearing a number five pool holes jersey. Yeah. And that guy kept walking by and giving the him drunk shit. drunk guy. It was irritating me.
1: Yeah, I was hoping the big guy would just me drop too. that guy. Because the guy, the little, the chick that was with the drunk guy was really hot. <laughs> I liked her. She kind of looked like a tiny Lisa Lisa.
0: Yeah, a lot of fake tits, man. At uh, at the big Dude, a.
1: I gotta mention this <laughs> right now. A lot of them. This is a major fail by Steve Woods, hundred percent, and by Paul. I don't blame Ben in this one. Ben, you you're free. So the other night, I put out on Instagram. Thank you to BK Rich, uh, insane tickets for the Angel game. Yeah. Having a blast. It's liked by an Instagram account called Halo Hotties. Are you following Halo Hotties? You're goddamn right I am now. (laughs) Go look at
0: Halo Hotties. I am
1: right now. It's nothing but insane hot chicks at the Angel game. And I'll just, listen, there's some of the most gorgeous women in the world at any Padre game. You can go to a Tuesday day game or a Saturday night game. Some of the most beautiful women in the world are there, but they're not being celebrated properly. So until that happens, I'm following Halo Hotties. Yeah.
0: Right? Dude, that's a good call. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hey, they found me. (laughs) They're like, you should be following me. I was like, you won't have to ask twice. I'm a man of the people. And I just looked at it. I was like, fuck, yes. Hello. How are you? You're in LA. I don't need a passport to see you. Done deal. <laughs> and all of you are like, you you backstabbing, son of a bitch. And you're all going right now to Halo Hotties on Instagram. You kidding me with that site? Who came up with that?
0: Genius. Have, Genius is right. They have one at, at Disneyland, believe it or not. I don't need
1: that. What I know. But
0: it's like hot moms. It's a hot Disneyland mom site. Yeah. And then it's updated every damn day.
1: I got it. It has to be somebody a, that works at Disneyland. I got it, but you just ruined the game. Every one of those at Disneyland are pushing a stroller with some snot-nosed, toothless kid.
0: Maybe it's your step-kid, like in the movies.
1: Fuck, all <laughs> of them missing their front teeth. They look like 19 different versions of Leon Spinks. <laughs> or fucking Bobby Clark. <laughs> Don't you see that? Why, why do you have to try to fix it? I just told you, go to Halo Hotties. Till the Padres site comes up. Once that comes up, I'll follow that one, too, because I like supporting uh, entrepreneurs. <laughs> is that right? Goddamn right I do. I was like, wow, this is nice. And they're all safe for work, I'll point out. Okay. No porn on my Instagram page. Lisa's
0: not porn, right? Not anymore. Yeah.
1: You're safe. I don't have anybody. Not anymore. Other than fucking Herm. <laughs> Putting these chicks on there. Outstanding. Fuck.
0: Wish I was there right now.
1: Let's go get breakfast.
0: <laughs> Herm You're, is worth a follow. Your buddy. Yeah, You're, Dude, I'm proud to say he's my buddy. <laughs> I know. I love the kid. It's
1: fucking mad. Guys, absolute nails.
0: He either has a comment about, it's the same thing. It's, it's girls six out of seven days a week, and then on Friday it's always. Star I, Wars. Or I have Loompy on my mind. And Root Beer. <laughs> and Root Beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he made us feel like Ernie was the weird one.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. The day's dragging a little bit. We're yeah. not really getting from third to fourth gear. Let's go see what he's up to. And then you go, okay, okay. <laughs> Kid's a million bucks, man. Love him.
0: Oh, my God. Any of those trades you just mentioned, by the way, with the pods, Anyone that you want outside, obviously you want Kimbrel. Uh, you got excited.
1: Kimbrel would be cool. They talked about Jose Barrios a little bit from the Twins. Um, I saw somebody talking about Jay Happ the other day. Happ is shit. Yeah, he is. He sucks. Um, I mean, most of the Twins pitching is shit right now. If I'm the Twins, I unload any of those guys they can get. Uh, I was trying to think, not anything major, but yeah. Uh, and then I'm listening to Coach's show today. God damn it.
0: God. Honest to God, Dave. Dude, I listen. I listened today. The callers? Yeah. Yeah, Coach, I,
1: I'm not really in on Gallo. I don't know that you need a fourth outfielder. What? What'd you just say? You fucking bastard.
0: I like the guy that called in and said, Co- Coach, this is what we need to do. We need to get Yelich and Woodruff from I heard that asshole, too. I'm like, you son of a
1: Yelich bitch. and Woodruff. Yeah. Okay. What are we giving up? Well, I'd start with Profar, and then uh, they're probably going to want Snell in that deal. Okay. And then... Uh, I mean, are we going to have to put Rivas in that deal? <laughs> that's what they. That's
0: exactly how it goes. Yeah, well, Dodgers aren't any better. Just so you know, I hear see Dodger fans doing the same thing. What would it take to get Soto and Scherzer? I don't know. Everybody outside yeah. of bets, yeah, you aren't getting them.
1: Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not getting them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hey, Coach, I I'd like to see them go out and get uh, Kimbrel and uh, Chris Bryant. Hey, he's been ice cold. Been watching. That's exactly what he did. you did. hear him? I heard that call. I was just like, God, I need two fucking buffering right now. I got real banger. Ah! I did two minutes ago. But this fuckhead on the phone refers to Gallo as a fourth outfielder again.
0: Dude, my favorite part is coach doesn't know when to hang up on the guys. No, no just, just hang answer. up on him all Brains the time. the
1: slowest draw ever. I think ever. Braden's sleeping. Yeah.
0: I don't think Braden's awake.
1: Hey Braden, what are we doing today for bench the coach? Well, we're gonna do uh baseball. Okay. <laughs> like fuck, that's it? <laughs> give me one fucking word. <laughs> What's the worst segment right now? Go ahead. Bench the coach or that ego driven music trivia. <laughs> shit birthday boy Woods does it. <laughs> like, all you... Here's my problem with Woods' bit. All right. It's not like the guy wins $250. Because if the guy's winning $250, he goes, Steve, kick his ass every day. Yeah. We know you write the questions. It's like War of the Roses. It's Fucking ECW has more credibility than, than you know, take on Woods. But he's such a fucking jerk... All the guys playing for is an opportunity, right, to go in a drawing for a fucking weekend at a roadway inn in, in Barstow.
0: And you're competing with every freaking Odyssey station across the country. Yeah. It's not just in San Diego.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Hey, we're gonna put Steve outside. Sure. Sure you do. He's downstairs in the parking lot. I right, bring Steve back in. Hey, how'd he do? Whoa, you got back here quick. <laughs>
0: Did you wish him a happy birthday?
1: Well, I didn't do it on Twitter. I just texted him.
0: Okay. Text him. Did yeah. he respond? Yeah, of course Good. he did. He I, was
1: great. Why wouldn't
0: he? I, I can name a million reasons why he wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just asking, did he respond? <laughs>
1: yeah, fucking kid. Yeah, I told him, uh, inside joke between uh, you, me, him, and Costa, how he should celebrate the day. And, uh, no, it's great. He, uh Yeah. I don't know what he got. Uh, I saw he did. They did something fun yesterday, right? He and Hannah Bow and, and dude, how cute is? Listen, I love Bo Woods. Bo Woods is the man. That little brother, dude, is the funniest guy I've ever seen on. I've never seen a guy smile more fired up than Bo's little brother. That is the funniest dude I've ever seen on social media.
0: He um. It's funny because Woods is 46 today.
1: That's awesome.
0: And to have kids that are that young, is it's hard. I have a buddy of mine, I was just yeah. talking to him yesterday, who's 51, who has a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Wow. Not even one yet. And he said to me straight out, he goes, man, this is really hard. I yeah. go, yeah. I go, when you're in your 20s or 30s, it's hard. I go, I can't imagine being in your 50s and, and having kids that young.
1: I think Hannah posted tonight that picture of, you know, those signs that you see out in front of like uh, the bar. Yeah. And the the one that was out in front of this bar that Hannah grabbed said, I'm really sick and tired of babysitting my parents' grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, fuck yeah. Um, no, that was cool, dude. I, I I think especially when you're a dad or a mom or a dad for the moms out there. Yeah. At a certain point, I bet Steve would say the same thing. In your twenties and thirties, birthdays are just kind of go out. You get a beer with your friends, right? Your parents check in on you. But dude, once you become a dad, it's like birthdays matter, and especially with everything that's uh, happened uh, around our world the last couple of years, every birthday matters. Of course, yeah. So no, I'm uh, fired up for him, man. No, it was great. I didn't, I didn't do the Twitter bullshit. I just sent him a text, told so him happy birthday. Good deal. I didn't send him any gross
0: pictures of ice cream. (laughs) What are you doing taking a shot at me for? I just did. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor. Taylor made pools more than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor is doing a great job right now. He told you years ago, turn your backyard into a staycation. Many of you have realized this is the way to go. Get on his calendar. Alan's extremely busy, but you want to get on his calendar as quick as you can. You will not regret getting a pool. Nobody regrets getting a pool. There are things in life you regret doing. Getting a pool is not one of them the excitement factor of when it's about to be done, thinking about the people you're about to invite over. Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools does it better than anyone else. Make sure you give him a call, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. I
1: think a lot of us are back in the office. I'm back in Monday through Friday, and you flash back to a year ago when you were working and you were probably at home and you're in shorts and a T-shirt, right? And now you're going back and redress. I mean, it's still... Casual, but it's button up shirts, it's jeans, the whole thing. Man, you come out in the afternoon, even in Carlsbad, David's 80, 84 yeah. degrees. I know in La Mesa and PB, it's been insanely hot. And it's one thing if it's hot Monday through Friday, but when it's hot like that on the weekend, man, you should be hanging out in that brand new tailor made pool. I don't know what you're waiting on. Uh, this is the time, I mentioned it earlier. A couple, we're just a couple of weeks out from August. And you guys know when August, September, the Santa Ana's come in. Shit, man, it doesn't start cooling down until probably January. (laughs) So uh, get on that calendar, figure out the pool you want to get. Tonight, you know what? For the ladies in the house.
0: We never do this. Good.
1: But what do you mean good? We never do anything No, I'm just
0: saying it's been a long time since you came up with a unique pool.
1: Well, I think we celebrate our boy for all the ladies out there. It's a pretty boy special. First seven women, cash only, you are getting the goddamn Steve Woods pool. That's how we're going to celebrate. Amy, it's his birthday. Don't fight me on this. You get that Steve Woods, and you know what? Maybe he'll uh, show your son's out, guns out. <laughs> get the Stevie Woods pool. I tell you what, you better not piss in that pool. No. Even though we did not live there, Steve will come right over, and he'll, he'll scramble you like an egg. Well, fuck up. You behave in that pool. The kid's a legend. Uh, call Taylor pulls Some Dave and Jeff sent ya.
0: Absolutely. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to figuring out your debt, figuring out how do you get out of debt, and figuring out what is your best financial situation. Calling Dan Williams will be one of the smartest calls you can make. Again, don't forget on Tuesday, it says Bar Smart Two Minute Tuesday on YouTube. Check it out. We'll give you two minutes of information you didn't know that could change your life. 858-688-6813. 858 858- six eight eight six eight one three.
1: If you go to Dan's website right now, uh you can find it from his Dave, do you have it right there? I, yeah, I bring my phone in.
0: Daniel at San Diego lending. US.
1: Okay, so San Diego lending. US is the website because Dan's got a big I'm bike. sorry,
0: that's his email. I apologize for that. San Diego lending. US.
1: Yeah San Diego lending. US. Dan as you know is very active with not only the Navy SEALs, very active in the biking community. They have a huge ride coming up for charity. All the details there, I meant to print it out today. Dan, my apologies. But again, if you go to sandiegolending.us, you can find all the information on the charity bike ride that Dan's doing. Love these guys, Dave. They're always giving back to the community, all of them, and Dan is doing it again. Telling you, man, I'm in the middle of a refinance. We're so excited, and it's been so incredibly easy, and that's a full credit to Dan and his team uh, I just couldn't be more happy with the way they've treated us, made it as smooth as they can. And uh, we're incredibly excited. You will be too.
0: Absolutely. Brian Curry. You want to talk to Brian Curry when it comes to selling your home? So many people are trying to figure out what they're going to do with their home. It's very rare right now that you see someone even as a for sale sign in front of their house. Yeah. And right now, again, you know, the housing market is insane and houses are going extremely fast. It's an all time high. What houses are worth? Can you sell your home, make more money than ever? But the big question is, Part two, where are you going to live after you sell your home? Talk to Brian Curry. Find the neighborhood that is right for you. Again, Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to. He's the best real estate agent. We know he's been doing this for over 25 years. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: have a friend of mine. He uh, is now retired and has a very close relationship with his daughter. He's selling his house. He's taking the equity putting it in the bank for his kids, buying a trailer, and he's putting that trailer because the daughter has a huge property out in Lakeside. And he's buying a trailer, putting it on her property. Is going to be kind of close. Uh, she lives over there with her son. And I go, that's pretty wild, man. That's good thinking. He, he's putting the equity to work. And she's like, hell yeah, I got all this land. He's going to come hang out. But at the end of the day, he's got his space. I've got mine and you're good to go. Um, That doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And right now, as you're thinking about so many different neighborhoods in San Diego, uh, tomorrow night, it's kind of wild, we have a Zoom meeting with the Helix football coaches. We're thrilled. I'm thrilled that my kids have grown up in La Mesa. They went, um, Dave, I changed schools, 4th, 5th, 6th, 8th, and ninth. Wow. Different schools. I was in different school. Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Sixth and seventh. Why so much? Eighth and then ninth.
0: Breaking the law? No, the in, run?
1: in third grade, um, I went to uh, school one, two, three. Then that school closed after my third grade. Then I went to another school for fourth grade. That closed. Then I went to another school for fifth grade. But then we had middle school. So I went to the middle school for sixth and seventh. I moved out here. Earl Warren for eighth, and then to San Diego where I excelled, said nobody uh, from ninth grade on. But I'm so happy my kids went to Rolando, La Mesa Arts Academy, and Helix. Perfect. And we're incredibly thankful that we're in a safe district, great schools, and if you're a new parent, you talked about your buddy, Dave, that's got young kids that are five and one. Man, you want to do the same. The guy who can help you get there is Brian Curry.
0: Absolutely. Kyle Pflueger is who you want to talk to when it comes to this brand new website. Lately, a lot of people have called me and asked me about Kyle Fluger's number. We've talked about this for a lot and saying yeah. a lot of people are trying to figure out a way to make money from home. They're starting up businesses. They want to make sure the website is done correctly. Kyle is the guy to talk to. Plenty of time to work on it now that the Cubs stink. He's not paying They're attention done. to them at He's all. He's not doing anything. Six six one nine five hundred six six two one six one nine five hundred six six two one.
1: 619-500-6621. Man. Yeah, he's going to be posting the, uh, the memory site of what all these guys used to look like in their Cubs uniform. Remember when we had When We had Mike Ivy. Ah, uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Kyle, phone's <laughs> ringing. I see a second. Put <laughs> him on hold. Uh, yeah, you need a website. Uh, Dave calls yesterday. Hey, do you have this piece for my headphones? Well, no, but I was able to go out and order it, so I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. I didn't fuck around. I you got right to
0: it. I was impressed that you said you yeah. had it already mailed. I'm uh, the only guy that can hear the show right now in my ear.
1: No, I can hear it a little bit. Uh, e commerce is so big for so many different industries, and it's probably big for you as well. Uh, we told you, Halo Hotties is onto it. We need to start that down here. And. And then I love uh, all the interesting reports about status for players on the San Diego, San Diego Legion? Yeah. Who's the soccer team?
0: I think it's, is it the Legion? Or no, is the Legion no. The Legion's the rugby team. Yeah, the Legion's the rugby team. I like The Loyal's guys. the soccer team.
1: Right. <laughs> so we got, <laughs> we got to get up to date on yellow cards. I saw Pete Point Loma was very, very excited that, Johnny Bananas from the Legion didn't have his yellow card held against him. So great. That means he's going to be able to play Little Rock, Arkansas this weekend. Don't forget that game. Not broadcast anywhere. Crying shame. But uh, I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying, other than the fact your website's not working. So, call Kyle. Dude,
0: you want to hear something crazy? Sure. All right. Now, this this is, is is crazy. You've told the story on the air about one day you were just ready to make a run for Mexico. Yeah, absolutely true. I talked to someone yesterday who said their brother did the same thing, but did it. He went? How much cash did he take? He had a lot of money, all right? A lot of money, left two kids, and made a run for Mexico.
1: It was right about this time, uh, three
0: years ago. Yeah, how about that? But crossed over. Didn't pull back. Fuck, he went for it, huh? He went didn't for find it.
1: find that Stone CD.
0: And so <laughs> he didn't find the Rolling Stone CD. Like, I, like, on I the wonder the what border. the fuck
1: I'd be doing if I was still down there.
0: Making sombreros and selling them. I don't know what the fuck you'd be doing. What would you be doing? What are you good at? That you could-, could i make
1: change s- selling, at beauty
0: nudie bookstore. Selling Chinese handcuffs on the street.
1: Dude, right?
0: <laughs> Everyone walks out with the fingers stuck together.
1: Doing that marionette.
0: <laughs> Why do you even ask me questions?
1: Doing my, uh, why was I going to say I'd have a Dick Henberg marionette? Why would I have him? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> why would I have him? Um, yeah, that's crazy shit. I hope he's okay. I was fucked up in the head.
0: Yeah, he like, was. People I think like worse I've off told people you.
1: that story. I'm like, you don't understand. Like I was done. The good thing is, I was. <laughs> It's funny, Dave, our, our picture from um, our charity event's right there. That's coming up the anniversary of that in a couple of weeks. Now, when I'll be at the Blasters instead of planning another night. Sorry. Um, but uh, I was aware enough that I was not going to touch that money. Yeah. And I said that when I came in a couple of nights later. I would not have done that. That money was going to our friends at the Alf because of my friendship with Bob, of John course. Van Zanty. Uh, chi at uh, at uh, Suicide Prevention, uh, uh, um, the good people at the Ronald McDonald House. I, I wasn't going to do that. But I had, I yeah, I had, I don't know, five, six grand in the bank. And I was just like, fuck it. I was just going to leave my car and go. Say adios. <laughs> say
0: adios.
1: Adios, muchacho. Fucking gone. Fuck off. Uh, I do <laughs> want to say this real quick. Speaking of charity events, and ironically, Charity. I mentioned John Conniffitt, Matt Friars earlier, and David J and Kevin Charity. They've these fucking guys have been so good to this show because I think it's cool. They send Darren and Marty, Jimmy Russell. It's cool. They send shirts and do fun things like that. They're on the road all the time. I told you John was in D.C. These fucking guys have been so good to us in Jake's projects. Yeah. I'm seeing Kevin Charity this week. They are getting assigned baseballs from the minor league cities. When they go, uh, John does it, Kevin does it, Dave J does it, and I, I honestly, as much as I tease John and, and everything else, these fucking guys are so great, and I can't thank them enough. We've got them all safe. They're all secure. I've got balls um, that they got, and they love, you know, it, it's nothing but double entendres. It's like, hey, where do you want me to drop your balls? Yeah, and I'm like, at your sister's house. Hey! Like, well, don't ask. Um but but I'm seeing Kev Charity this week, John Conniff's behind it. These guys have just been outstanding. And out of my loyalty to them and you as well, we absolutely will put an event on. Yeah. We'll auction some of these off. But also I want to thank Dave, the Padres organization, because it's absolutely it's not only El Paso and Lake Elsinore and Fort Wayne. I'm missing somebody. Is San Antonio the double A team? I believe so. These goddamn teams and, and the equipment guys and the media relations guys have been so great and have bought into what we want to do with Jake's projects. And uh, so, yeah, I am I haven't seen Kev in a couple of years. So I'm looking forward to seeing Kev. But for Johnny Conniff especially, man, thank you guys so much. Um, we absolutely will get an event together because the hard work that the teams have done for us, and our friends at Mad Fryer's, that will not be ignored. We're going to take care of those guys. We'll make sure that money goes. We'll raise some money for charity and, and do it the right way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely right. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? The sad thing is I have four names on here. Three of them are no longer with us. Okay. okay. First one, it's one of you and, my, you and I agree on this. It's one of our all-time favorites. Natalie Wood.
2: Oh, fuck.
1: Fuck. Yeah. thing is, too, i was a kid if i was about four years older i have no doubt in my mind i had more game than rj <laughs> i could have taken her safely <laughs> dude i had a 750 nighthawk and i would have just driven her up and down mulholland drive oh my god that's about as good as it gets right, right?
0: i agree with you okay here's a crazy question how tall do you think natalie wood was 411 exactly right Ah. Yeah, I had no idea that she was that only 4'11". That fucking
1: dork in the cowboy hat. That's your Dodger fan. That's Chris Paddock. The guy from the Black Crows. Um, let me do the math here. Okay. I think that's... Look at that asshole. <laughs> look
0: at that asshole watching the Dodgers Giants.
1: Uh, I think that's been... Dude, I'm going to say I think she would have been
0: 80. 83.
1: Fuck. So throw her one?
0: at 83 yeah why not she's She's one of my all-time favorites
1: shut your mouth katie temple don't judge yeah i I, love it yeah
0: i don't need to hear it from her look it's exactly 40 years since she passed how about that shit that's crazy huh
1: godspeed natalie in our heart forever i'll never i'll never forget her
0: how much is she worth or how much was she worth
1: there's there's unanswered fucking questions there i don't believe she got in that dinghy i know what happened um, I'm going to say uh, 15 million.
0: 2.5. That's what it says. It's fucking bullshit, too. 1981, 2.5. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Talk about tears. This is uh, Woods, guys. Chris Adam Cornell. <laughs> Who? Chris Cornell.
1: Oh, dude. He shares a birthday with Cornell?
0: Yeah. How about that?
1: I like that. Woods gets some bonus points. Uh, fuck. How many years has that been? That's been like three years. I'm going to say Cornell would have been. It's been uh, four
0: years. He died in 2017.
1: Damn. I'm going to say he would have been uh, 47.
0: 57. Mm. 52. When really? You, yeah. $25 million. Uh, $60 million. Fuck, man. Okay. That
1: one, that, that, uh, I'll get to something about Cornell in a second. That sucks, man.
0: Billy Mays. Remember the guy that sell Dude, everything?
1: Yeah, Billy Mays was great. Uh, I'll say uh, 77.
0: No, Billy Mays is only it was uh fifty-one when he died, sixty-three he would have been.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, he, that makes di- more sense.
0: Okay, now he, he died of heart disease, but they said they found cocaine in his system.
1: Fuck. I don't need to hear that.
0: I like Billy Mays. <laughs> cool.
1: to I'm gonna say uh four million.
0: Ten million dollars.
1: Good for him.
0: Okay. And then finally the one that's alive, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Forty four. Forty five. Pretty good guess. Uh you ever see the movie He Got Game? He was the star of the movie. No, I remember Jesus that. Shuttlesworth. He was good. Him and Denzel. Good. He actually was a guy that could act. Like everyone's saying, LeBron is terrible in Space yeah. Jam.
1: Two hundred million for Rayon.
0: One hundred million dollars. It says he had made more than that. I don't know. That's what it says. One hundred million dollars. Yeah, I like Rayon. So you were going to say something about Cornell,
1: dude? Uh, Cornell, the movie uh, uh, that I want to see this week is the Anthony Bourdain movie. Were you? At, were you a Bourdain fan? No, I wasn't. Dude, he was so cool. And uh, Roadrunner, movie's gotten great reviews, telling his story about just a guy who, I mean, like so many guys, right? Cornell yeah. or Chester Bennington, Erica Lee, so many people you go, you feel like they, they had it all together and ultimately made the decision to take their own life. But, yeah, Roadrunner this week.
0: All right, here we go, five random questions. What is your worst habit?
1: Um... You know, I think probably my worst... I think many people would say that my worst habit is forgiving you for the stupid shit you say, but sorry, that's just how I am, okay? Thank you. What the fuck? It's what Father Joe saw in me. May he rest in peace. And so many others. Uh, my worst habit is, Dave, this is going to shock you, but I'm really comfortable, a little too comfortable using the word Fuck. <laughs>
0: You think you swear too much? That's the worst habit. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. I pay my bills on time. Like I'm pretty adamant yeah. about that.
0: Do you bite your fingernails? Do you anything all like the that? time? Okay,
1: but I couldn't give less of a yeah. shit. Um, trying to think like other things. We go. I am the most impatient guy too. What's yours?
0: You know what? I used to be really good at this. I mean, I used to take a lot of pride in it. I Not only was I on time, I used to be a 10-minute early guy. And now I find myself like two minutes late everywhere I'm going. Oh, And it yeah. drives me nuts because I, I expect like more for myself. That's a good one. And then I hate when I walk up somewhere and someone's been waiting for me.
1: Oh, I, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, because you feel like you've put them out.
0: 100%. Because why is, why is my time more important yeah. than their time?
1: I like that. Uh, I'm like... That in the sense that it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Not enough where I'd call it a habit. Um, but yeah, I don't like that. No, I, yeah, I know
0: what that one is. That's a good one. All right. What was the first thing you wanted to be when you were a kid?
1: Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. I think I wanted to be Evil Knievel. Did he really? You want to be yeah. a stuntman?
0: Or did you just, just want to be Evil Knievel? Just motorcycles,
1: just jumping shit. Put those buses together. Put the buses together. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe that, I,
0: even as a kid. Did you have was a cool prob- bike? Not a motorcycle, but when you are a kid, did you have like a Huffy? Like I had a. No, like we had a, 10
1: speeds. We always had 10 yeah, speeds. I never had around. anything
0: you could jump. Like, no. I didn't have the cool shit.
1: But the, good, the cool thing, see, I learned a quick lesson when I got here, because in Minneapolis, everything's relatively flat. So a 10 speed, you, you get a cool bike like that, you can fly around town. Dude, I came out to Cardiff. Everything was hills. You got to get that mountain bike, man. Yeah. You got to get that mountain bike if you're riding those hills. But um, uh, that was pretty good. I think by about second grade, I was taller than Fran Tarkenton. So (laughs) I think all of us thought we could play quarterback for the Vikes.
0: What about you? (laughs) I wanted to be a baseball player for as long as I can remember. I just wanted to be a baseball player. What was it? But it's funny. Now that I I coach at a a pretty high level, I realize – Shit! I, not only did I have shitty coaching, I like I just had no, I had no fucking chance. Like yeah. I, I, I never, never understood anything that I was doing wrong.
1: But, but I think I think I'll say this about you because I think you and I are, are relatively the same. When we're at that Angel game the other night, and yeah. and I was lucky. Pete and Point Loma made it happen for my kids and I a couple of weeks back at the Padre game. I think, Dave, when I sit down there that close, it gives me such a better appreciation for all these guys. We saw the Mariners and the Angels. Otani played. There wasn't a whole lot of stars in that game. But when you're watching these guys uh, just get around or, right, just casual snap throws from center field to
0: second base,
1: it's like, dude, this is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It, good, right? That's funny you say that, um, and how you don't realize how good these guys are. I, I, I've told this story one before where Tom sort of let me practice with the Dodgers yeah. one time. And I'm in center field, and I'm shagging fly balls. And then yeah. you have to throw the ball in. Oh, yeah. It's a long fucking throw.
1: We did it with, uh, you're forgetting. With we went Boach. Out with Boach and the Gulls. Denny Purdy, yeah. Mark Wolf, you, yeah. me. I feel like uh, Matty Mitchell, the equipment guy. And I feel like there was somebody else that was out there. But we were playing left and center at uh, Jack Murphy. Yeah, Dude, so fun. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like a ball in the gap. You're like, fuck. You got it? <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's fine. So, like, what? Yes. That's yours. No. It's yours. Yeah. You watch these guys, man. I love it. Yeah. It gives you a huge appreciation.
0: That is funny. What is something about you that everyone gets wronged?
1: Um, oh, oh, that's funny. What is something about me that everybody gets wrong? Oh, I think they, uh, I don't know. I have friends tell me that, um, I don't know that patience the word, but it might be, which I'm really not like, I'm really not patient. Oh, you aren't patient. No, like they're like, oh, you're so patient with that person. I'm like, fuck, I am. <laughs> he is not. No, I think people think I'm I'm nicer too.
0: Oh, I, see, it's funny how I think people think I'm an asshole. But yeah, well, that who one are, they got right. But what's people, the one they got wrong? People who are around me, who watch me on a day to day basis, go, dude, you might it's be the recruit. nicest guy. I'm going, the nice guy, going. Oh, I, but I that. can be, I can be a fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean, I, I try. I, put it this way: there's nothing about my behavior. That I dislike. How's that? Like, yeah. I think if... Funny. He, I, I will treat you the way you deserve to be treated.
1: I have I have no problem cutting people off. <laughs> like, I mean... Even just in like, the new car, we cut people off? No, no, no. I don't mean from a driving standpoint. Mean no, it's in God, conversation? no, that's dangerous. I just mean like relationship.
0: Oh, yeah. You do. My son does the same thing.
1: And I, I, I really... I kind of admire way. it.
0: I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah. And, yep. and it's usually, I feel like in my own head... I feel like, yeah, you know what? This is this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Just spinning wheels. So you know what? Fuck it them up.
0: <laughs> you do, do that a lot. Right? Dude, you erase it, phone numbers like crazy. Yeah, all the time. Which is funny as shit. Not like they take up a ton of space in your phone, but you're like, uh, fuck it. Like when you cut someone off, you really cut them off.
1: Yeah. And but I told you we had one a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. was like, whose number is this? I was right. Yeah. Um <laughs> I was right. That's happened a few times in the last three weeks. Um, yeah, I think that's it, too. Yeah, I'm just like, eh, doesn't really feel like it's moving anywhere. All right, later. See you. <laughs> Look, to me, Dave, and, and it's like any parent, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I need to answer to to really three people, and that's Jack, Kate, and Steven. Yeah. Because... Uh, I had the coolest conversation with my stepson the other night. It was just absolutely great. You go, man, that's that's really cool. Like, I love that relationship that we have. Because he's dating a girl that has kids. Yeah. And he called me and he goes, uh, we were here last week. He goes, hey, I got to talk to you before mom starts blabbing you in your ear, which struck me so funny. And, uh, and he goes, hey, because he I'm dating a girl now. And she's got an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old. And she goes, and he said, you were really good at it. And what do I do? And so we had the best conversation. And I said, you know, the whole deal. And he goes, yeah, he goes, that's why I like talking to you and mom because you're both so right. No, I'm right. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. The whole thing. But I don't have to answer to her anymore. No. It's doing it what's right for those three. That's it. Every day, just for those three. And and I really, I mean, it sounds dumb, but I think we're all the same. I mean, I want to take care of the people, my bosses, because they've really, really looked out for me. So I like doing the right thing for them um, with no hesitation. They've been great. Um, but really, it's for the three kids. And anybody else, you're just like, well, fuck it. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck
0: off. Yeah, Josh does the same thing. Josh will say... Not worth my time. If I'm putting more into it than you are, 100%, I'm out. Hundred
1: percent. I think that's the thing, Dave. Yeah, you just get to a point where you go, "Well, what's the payoff here?" Yeah. You go, "Well, there's none." Oh, then get the fuck out. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I hang around too long for sure. I don't know why, but I was yeah. I was hanging around too long. I admire a lot the way people you in, in this audience to
1: it. are like, "Yeah, preach, preach."
0: <laughs> How do you relax after a stressful day?
1: Uh oh, oh. Uh. Uh. I'm digging this book. I'm a reader. Okay, that's that's it. I can't. I just think I have goddamn.
0: I I I don't have ADD. Oh, you don't think so? I might. You got lost in a commercial for Kyle Fluker.
1: Yeah, completely. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe I do. True. Yeah, I get so bored watching TV. I get so bored. I started watching, and people are just oh I can hear them all just ah. Oh. I started watching on Hulu. I have 19 different subscriptions. I don't watch any of them. My kids watch them all. Um, I started watching the Rick Rubin, Paul McCartney thing on Hulu. And because I like both those guys, right? And both so likable. And I'm like, this is really good because I feel like Rubin's going to ask him different questions than Stern's going to ask him because they speak the same language. Goddamn Dave, I'm watching it for like 15 minutes. It's all about Liverpool and this story and this guitar. I just out, fucking out, out. And, and then they go, uh, I wake up. I don't even realize that it's been playing. And it's like episode three of eight. So I missed episode two. So I <laughs> do that. I'm like, of eight? Fuck. I don't have the patience for this shit out. I love Bosch. T- Titus Welliver is my fa- one of my favorite actors. I've I've been on uh, season two, episode one for 19 years. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, Cobra Kai. I was in yeah. COVID. I literally had nowhere I could go. You didn't watch them? I watched season one and got bored oh. halfway through episode one of it's season two. It's not a two. great
0: show, but I did watch all three seasons during COVID.
1: But I'm reading a really cool book right now. Um, the last book I read was really shitty, and it's getting way too much hype. And I'm not going to say anything about it because friends are involved in it. I don't want to burn bridges, but the book is really shitty. So if I mentioned anything about a book a couple of months ago, not not anything. Matt Coyle. Uh,
0: that's what I say you no it better Coyle. Coyle's no, name. no, no. Coyle's books are great. He's the one you mentioned the most, so you got to make sure you're protecting. Oh, dude, like
1: Pinpoint Loma found out what we've been saying forever is that uh, Coyle's books are great. No, and it's funny. Because when a book is shitty, I call Coyle and I vent to him. Uh, Now, there's a book that got kind of, like, I mean, it just shows what PR does. It's it's being promoted everywhere, and it's not any good. But I'm reading a great book right now called uh, uh, The Good Detective by John McMahon. And it's the story of this guy, his wife and son pass away, and he's drinking a little bit. And he finds himself outside of a strip club. And it's in this little town in Georgia. And the stripper comes out and says, hey, my boyfriend's acting up. So this guy, off-duty cop, goes over there and smacks the guy around a little bit because the guy had been smacking around the stripper, right? So he leaves, goes home, a few more drinks, wakes up in the morning. His partner calls And uh, says, hey, man, we've got a major crime and there's reports of a dead body. So he goes, oh, fuck. Partner comes, picks him up. He starts driving and he realizes he's back in the neighborhood where he'd been the night before. And all of a sudden they're in the house where he was. And the guy that he smacked around is now dead. And he's trying to figure out, did I get fucked up and kill this guy? Or did something else happen and I'm right in the middle of it? And it just it goes out and it's it's John McMahon, M C M A H O N. I'll let you know how it finishes because as I say to Coil all the time, uh, a lot of books start out great and then they kinda yeah, they fade off. But fuck, man, I'm sitting, Dave, today at lunch, it's every day. Like I, I never take when you go to lunch, do you take your phone in with you?
0: Do I take my phone into... So let's say you're oh. going
1: to Rubio's, you stop at Rubio's for lunch. Do you bring your phone in with you?
0: No, yeah, I would. I always have my phone with me. This is the move I would do when I, last time I worked in an office, though, was I would eat at my desk while I was working, okay? Like I would eat and then work at the same time, and then okay. I would take my lunch, and then I'd sleep in the car for 30 minutes.
1: Dude, I, a buddy of mine does that. For me, when I go to lunch, I leave my phone in the car... And then I take the book. Whatever book. What I'm if somebody reading.
0: comes in and robs a Jersey Mike's or something and you can't call the cops?
1: Uh yeah, that was that would suck. <laughs> Especially if I had but I'm trying to get in the habit. Um I'm trying to get in the habit of reading at least two chapters a day. Every day I read two chapters a day. So uh, that's it for me.
0: Is that about sixty pages? Yeah. Okay. You know the last two things I watched. I watched this morning at Three o'clock in the morning was the stocking of Aaron Andrews.
1: What the, where's that? I don't know. It
0: was like on Reels or something. And then no, it Reels was, is a yeah, weird channel. Everything's in
1: standard yeah, death.
0: Yeah, it was weird. It was it was weird. And then I watched that whole deal.
1: That was creepy.
0: That was, I that, like that, that was, that. well, nobody liked that. No, but. He, yeah. Even the, even the guy that did it had like no record of, of anything, of doing anything awful. wrong. How,
1: how does that happen? Like,
0: and he, he did it in a bunch of different cities. It's just Nashville was the big one that busted him. So and he would. He kept would, following her? he was, he did it with other celebrities, but they didn't mention the other celebrities that he did it with. So he would call, let's say the Marriott Nashville where he got busted. And he would say, he would claim he was working with her on our production crew and needed the room right next door. And then he would go and take the people out and he, he learned how to do it. And then he would put it back in. He would just take a cell phone. He'd put his ear next to the wall, wait for the shower to start. And then he'd go on the door and and film through the that door. That is the
1: creepiest fucking thing ever.
0: It was, it was it was yeah, it was nuts. You're
1: talking about the not the door in the hallway,
0: the door her actual hotel room door. She he would he could take the from the, the hallway? Pe- from the hallway. He would stand in the hallway and and, and do it. Dude. And the then God. he would move her room to a to the end of the hallway room so people wouldn't the traffic would be less. You see? so she would have no idea her room was even moved.
1: Dude, that is. He would like, call like
0: on behalf of Fox or ESPN, and then move her room. Did it in Chicago. Did it in Nashville.
1: Dude, that that is so like a violation. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh fuck.
0: Oh yeah, and then she had no idea. Everyone else no. knew before she knew. Like friends were calling her, going, "Hey, I think you're naked on the internet." She's like, "What? That's awful." Man. So here's the here's the deal. I don't recommend it. I tell this story right now. Don't go searching for it because what the FBI did was they gave her the rights to all those videos. If you play that video, she can sue your ass. She wow. owns, she owns the copyrights to all of them. So there are like four different ones, four different clips. And if you look it up and she, and she has people that track it down, that's your ass. She can come after you.
1: Dude, I tell you, man, that, that, and, and that, that's just such a awful, awful thing to do to somebody. Yeah, I, That's terrible, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awful. She, she didn't that dude from the Kings. Yeah. Jared's yeah, soul. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good for her.
0: All right. Last question on here. What's this? Cause it, I think I've asked this to you before and I okay. realized my answer is probably the same way it was when I was 12. What yeah. is the first thing you notice in a woman?
1: Oh, um, I like that. Uh, well, because you don't,
0: I always like, I thought I matured last time. I think I asked this question and said the face. Yeah. And then we were at the big A the other day. I realized it's fake tits. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: Appreciate your honesty. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go eyes. Because bullshit. It, no, I'm gonna tell you, Dave, one of the best girlfriends I ever had was like she did not have um big fake racks. She wasn't out Yeah, Fuck, dude. Like the absolute greatest. Um I've always dated brunettes, man. Brunettes are it.
0: My wife was the only brunette I ever went out with. Really? Yeah, only one. I can't even tell you the color of her eyes. What do you think of that? been with of her hers? for 32 years.
1: Your wife? I'm just joking. I don't know. You you not let her say that. You'll be the next guy doing those Primus commercials.
0: By the way, the last thing that I watched yeah. after you dropped me off from the Angel Game, yeah. I'm just flipping through the channels trying to find more stuff on this Padre National story. Yeah. And I got stuck on Showtime. It was four strippers that, that got... Uh, Caught for uh being involved in a murder that they didn't commit, but now they're all stuck in prison together. Is it real? Fuck no, it wasn't real. They were going down on each other for two hours. Oh
1: man. Hey, you got past that time.
0: <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they call hard time. Hard time. But I'm like, what if I had kids with me that had just had their remote and flipping through? Yeah. Like I had no idea.
1: Hey, where is that from where we were right there is that, that right up that, front of the that's
0: in front of that's right by those big helmets, those big batting helmets, Angel Stadium.
1: Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's it. Um,
0: <laughs> Brett Boone's going to join the show on Wednesday, by Dude, the way. Dude,
1: I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to his thoughts on Jay Stingler.
0: He's having Tom Burniman on his show. Really? Yeah, he's going to have Tom on. When's that? You got to ask him. Coming up. He just had Randy Jones on. It's, I think he's released uh, today or tomorrow.
1: Dude, I can't wait to see
0: fucking Booney. You know he what I do? to do? Gooden on last week. Crazy, his podcast.
1: He's doing great. I'm going to go order his book and see if I can get it here by Wednesday. That'd be cool. Yeah. Brett's awesome, man. All right, that's good. So, yeah, back with uh, uh, Brett Boone. We'll see you Wednesday night. All
2: right. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laugh so hard.